The singing of the doxology by the PCC student body begins Pensacola Christian College Chapel. At each chapel service, students have an opportunity to receive spiritual exhortation and enrichment during a time of music and meditation on God's Word. This podcast shares selected recent chapel messages from guest speakers, faculty, and staff. Welcome to the PCC Chapel Podcast. I invite you to take your your copy of God's Word this morning and look with me at the book of Philippians. Philippians, specifically chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I want to begin my message today with this theme. And my theme for today's message is this. Tough times don't last. Resilient people do. Tough times don't last. Resilient people do. Like a hurricane that makes landfall and brings destruction, life's circumstances oftentimes hit the shore of our lives attempting to bring disillusionment, discouragement, doubt, and ultimately defeat. But I'm here today under the sovereign leadership of God to remind all of us that tough times don't last. Resilient people do. As we look down the corridor of history, we think about the tough times of imprisonment. For example, lock him in prison and you get a John Bunyan. Bury him in the snowdrifts of Valley Forge and you get a George Washington. Deafen a genius composer, and you get a Ludwig von Beethoven. Raise him in utter poverty, and you have an Abraham Lincoln. Strike him with infantile paralysis, and you get a Franklin Roosevelt. Burn him in a schoolhouse fire, so that doctors conclude he will never, ever walk again. And you have a Glenn Cunningham who in 1934 set the world's record for running a mile in four minutes and 6.7 seconds. Have him surrounded with racial discrimination, and you get a George Washington Carver. Imprison her and send her to Ravensbrook concentration camp where she witnesses her sister's needless death, and you get a Corey Ten Boom. Call him a slow learner and write him off as uneducatable. 
Then you have an Albert Einstein. Cripple her through a diving accident. And you have a Joni Erickson Tata. Have him born without all four limbs. And you have a Nick Vukovic. Tough times don't last. Resilient people do. Resilient people face the hard times head on. And when they get knocked down, they bounce right back up. The aforesaid individuals illustrate the point that it is, that it is who you are in the core of your being. It's who you are in the core of your being that makes the difference in life and leadership. Faith works for people who work their faith. What you believe inspires how you behave. We all face difficult seasons of life. Sometimes those difficulties are self-inflicted. At other times, those difficulties, those painful periods, well, they're just a part of living in a fallen world. So my question today is simple. What do you do when the going gets tough? I've spoken to many of you. And some of you have gone through very, very difficult seasons of life. And some of you are undergoing a very painful period in your earthly journey. What do you do when the going gets tough? In Philippians chapter 3, I believe Paul answers that question. In Philippians 3, he takes us on a journey of the Christian life. A journey consisting of past, present, and future realities. In verses 1 through 11, he talks to us about our past salvation. In verses 12 through 16, he talks to us about our present sanctification. And in the closing verses of the chapter, verses 17 to 21, he talks to us about our future glorification. Now, our text occurs right in the middle of this chapter. Our text is Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. The Apostle Paul records these words for us. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Once again, our text occurs in Paul's treatise on sanctification, which is just simply a theological term that denotes being set apart from sin and set apart unto God. So, 
Having been set apart from sin and set apart unto God, we must not allow ourselves to become entangled in the things of this world. Notice how many times the word things is used in this chapter. In chapter 3, verse 7, the Bible reads, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Verse 8, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss. Verse 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. And then our text, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. We must not allow ourselves to get entangled in the things of this world. Augustine once said, God wants us to love people and use things. But too often, we love things and use people. How tragic. In Philippians 3, 13 and 14, we are told precisely how to face down tough times. Written from prison. Written from prison, Paul highlights three characteristics of a resilient person. Three words summarize the resilient individual's mindset. Number one, focus. Number two, forget. Number three, follow. Look with me in God's Word in verse 13. Focus. Concentrate in the present. Concentrate in the present. Notice the opening statement of the verse says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Too many believers attempt to do too many things. Consequently, we oftentimes live superficial lives. In my humble estimation, the secret to progress in the Christian life is to focus on one thing. Consider the following passages from God's Word devoted to one thing. In Ecclesiastes 9, or excuse me, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 19, there's one thing common to all, namely death. As a result of that, in Mark chapter 10, verse 21, there's one thing lacking, and that is the decision to follow Jesus. In Luke chapter 10, verse 42, there's one thing that's needful, and that is a relationship with the crucified and risen Jesus. In John chapter 9, change results from an encounter with Jesus because of one thing that's known. In Psalm chapter 27, verse 4, there's one thing that is desired, and that is dwelling in the house of God. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, there's one thing about time, and that is God's timing is not mankind's timing. And then here in Philippians 3, 13, there's one thing to do, namely, put away the past and continue on in the future. Do you desire to be a resilient person?
When life knocks you off your feet, do you desire to bounce right back up? I certainly do. If so, I want to encourage you today. Remember, remember your, your outlook, your attitude in life, it's not dependent on your circumstances. It's dependent on your focus. Focus. Concentrate in the present. I remember when I was going through basic airborne training, Fort Benning, Georgia. I was stationed, my family and I, we were stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I was TDY to Fort Benning, Georgia to attend basic airborne training. And I remember being the only chaplain in a class of 270 students. We completed it through ground week, completed tower week, and now we were in the third week of jump week. And we were getting ready to put all of our training into practice. And I remember standing on the, tar, on, on the tarmac behind that C-141, uh, and I remember standing in the back of the line. I was in the very back of the line. I mean, I was last. I was the last one to get on that aircraft, which meant I was the first one to get out of the aircraft. And I remember we were all excited. Boy, we were sitting in those cargo nets. We were fired up until the Air Force loadmaster reached down and opened up the door on one side, then went over to the other side, reached down and opened up the other door on the other side of the aircraft, and the breath of God infiltrated that airplane. And all of our eyes got extremely big. And we were all asking ourselves, what in the world are we doing up here? The jump master had us stand up. We hooked up our static line. He was going through all the jump commands. And prior to me reaching the door, the jump master said, Chaplain, When you turn and face the door, do not look down. You keep your eyes on the horizon. I was like, I got it. We stood up, we hooked up, we went through the commands. He said, stand by, which means that's the command right before go. He said, stand by. I slid my static line to him. I turned and I faced the door and I went like this. And I felt his hand on my ballistic helmet. And he pulled my helmet up. And he got into my ear. And he said, keep your eyes on the horizon. I'm here to remind you today to keep your eyes on the horizon. There's no doubt some of you here, you're experiencing a a tough go right now. And there's this inkling, I'm going to quit. I'm going to change majors. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. 
Well, listen, if God tells you to do that, then follow Him. But don't let your flesh talk you out of something that God in His Spirit has told you to do. You stay focused. Know your why. Why are you here? You're here because God called you to prepare for vocational service, whatever that may be. You stay focused. You concentrate in the present. Number two, forget. Forget. Cancel out the past. Consider the following words, forgetting those things which are behind. The word forgetting is a Greek present participle denoting continuous action. Thus, Paul is encouraging his readers to, to forget continuously all that has transpired. Why? Why? Because looking back, it opens the door to going back. Keep that door closed. The biblical idea of forgetting the past, it it does not mean to to fail to remember. Rather, it means to disregard it. It means to, to put it aside, to put it out of your mind. It denotes no longer being affected or influenced by the past. Paul doesn't tell us what those things which are behind are. However, we may understand him to mean anything in the past to include your successes as well as your failures. Friends, we must continually disregard both our victories and our defeats. Yes, we rejoice in our triumphs. Yes, we confess and repent of our transgressions, but then we move forward. We must not glory in our accomplishments, nor grovel in our sins. We cannot change the past. However, we can change our understanding of the past. And I want to encourage you today, view your past as a stepping stone, not a mill stone. Here's the good news of the gospel. You may have a dirty past, but you've got a spotless future. You have a spotless future. The third word I call to your attention today is found in the latter part of verse 13 and verse 14, and it's the word follow. Continue on in the future. Notice the determination in the words, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. On a negative note, Paul canceled out the past. But on the positive side, he continued into the future. Said differently, Paul let go of the past. Why? So that he could reach toward the future. He pursued Christ's likeness with the persistence of a runner in the Greek games who was intent on reaching the finish line. 
He refused to give in. He refused to give up. He persevered. Let's do the same thing. Let's do the same thing. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give out. Persevere. Keep on keeping on. Winston Churchill asserted, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. When the tragic incident at Columbine occurred, there was a young lady there who loved frogs. And that incident caused her to create an acrostic of a frog. Fully rely on God. It's just the special that we heard. Trust God. Fully rely on God. Would you learn a lesson from the frog today? I want you to learn a lesson from the frog. Two frogs fell into a deep cream bowl. One was an utterly optimistic soul. But the other one chose the gloomy view. We shall drown, he cried, without more ado. So with a last despairing cry... He flung his legs and he said, goodbye. Said the other frog with a merry grin, I can't jump out, but I won't give in. I'll just swim around till my strength is spent. Then will I die the more content. So bravely he swam till it would seem his struggles began to churn the cream. On top of the butter, at last he stopped, and out of the bowl he gladly hopped. The moral of the story, tis easily found. If you can't hop out, just keep swimming around. Don't quit. The Bible says, if thou faint in the day of adversity... Thy strength is small. Difficulties test our mettle, but the Scripture encourages believers not to falter in the face of adversity. Tough times don't last. Resilient people do. And I believe God desires that you and I be resilient people. And you can be. You can be if you will focus, forget, and follow. Concentrate in the present. Concentrate in the present. Do what God has given you to do and do it with all your might. Cancel out the past. You may have a crummy past, but by the grace of God, you have a spotless future. And finally, continue on into the future. Persevere. Keep swimming around. Don't quit.
You've been listening to a message from Pensacola Christian College Chapel. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.